Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. As always, welcome in as we roll into week six in the NFL, week seven of the college game with a couple of huge tilts, including one between USC and Notre Dame and South Bend, a huge game out in the Pac-12 that we're going to break down, and lots of great action around the NFL, including Bears and Vikings at Soldier Field. What's looking more and more like it could potentially be a wet and windy Soldier Field. But Mike, it's good to be back uh, as always, and we've got a lot of good action to break down this weekend, my friend. Are you kidding me, Carm? It's it's crazy. I mean, we're having the time of our lives. You got uh, golf still going on. You got yeah. baseball. You got football. College. You got pro. I mean, just uh, just a cornucopia, ladies and gentlemen, of stuff going on. Let me just catch everybody on what happened last week. Of course, the Bears win. That was huge. But uh, Carm uh, goes 1-1. One and one. Yes. I go 0-2. Oh I'll explain that in a minute. I don't have to explain much if you see that even last week Vegas took a beating, especially in the last two games, San Francisco and the Raider mm-hmm. game. All the money came down on those two teams. But uh, uh, we are right now. A tantalizing uh, 20, a 12, and 2. Karm is 8 and 5 and 1. I'm going to just get rid of the pushes. In fact, I'm going to give you a win for that. 9, 5, and 1. And I'm going to take a win for my push. 13, 7, and 1. We're 22, 12. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? The beauty of it is the losses are tough right now because I saw, Carm, you had a good week in the media pool. Yeah. I went 2 and 3. But I'm not going to tell you. The first thing I did when I saw the malpractice of John Harbaugh last week as a coach. Mm. I, I texted Carmen. I could have texted 100 people. But I, you know, sometimes you talk to your partner, maybe he didn't see that game. Right. Or sometimes you spring it on Carmen that, because Carmen's a big analytics guy, so is John Harbaugh. So you try to stress that he's blown three games over the past two years or three with two-point conversions. Then last week, all he has to do is kick a field goal. He throws a, a pass into the corner. Intercepted with the guy covering right on him with two minutes and 20 seconds left. That was the one they were looking for OBJ. Right. Yeah. And there had been two drop passes for touchdowns by the new rookie earlier. Thank I you. It. I mean, let's not. And I'm glad you hit on that when we get into the Ravens. Absolutely. I, I mean, come, hold on to the football, guys. Hold on to the football. Don't lose your balance. You played like a rookie, even though your games had been good earlier. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And this is the truth. I've been monitoring John Harbaugh for three years. He must have had the money lying on Pittsburgh because I'll tell you right now, I listened to two different national guys say, whatever you ask John Harbaugh about this, he'll have no clear explanation why you would do such a stupid thing. And he lost that game like he's lost three or four for the Ravens over the past couple of years. And then, uh, you know, that's an analytics guy. Then you look at Dallas. And you look oh, at the mess that God. they have, what or you mess. don't have an analytics guy. Here's what I want. Mess. I just want guys, coaches, to make the right calls. That's all I want. Try to win the game. Quit trying to be uh, set the trend for people. Because that, to me, and then I, I, the other game I had, the Indianapolis Colts, as soon as the quarterback went down and Minshew came in, I said, I'm done. I'm done. Mm. He's better than the starter. Oh boy, that's a good. That's an interesting. One. I mean, Minshew sure is good, man. When you've got to like plug and play him for oh, a few weeks, isn't he? Carm. 
Would you, you know? say he's the second? He's the best, maybe back uh, quarterback in football. Probably is, right? Come on, he probably is. He at this came point. in my heart, sir. I know, right? Because that quarterback Richardson's been hurt three times. <laughs> three already. times, and this is the danger of always running your quarterbacks. You know, like I, I want to see the kid play. He's super exciting, but three times already he's left games, Mike, well, and now he's know, on injured reserve. I, I'll tell you what, though, and this is the truth, and then uh, we'll talk about our beloved Bear. Uh, I didn't watch football on Monday, and I sure as hell didn't watch it to go streaming last night. I watched the, I watched the playoffs. The baseball, I mean, I'm telling you, it's the Phillies. so much better than the NFL. Dude, the Phillies have some kind of mojo in that building, don't they? And that, that home park environment in Philadelphia right now is as good as anything, Mike. Harper's better than Reggie Jackson was in big moments. Whoa, that's a bold statement. And, and he hit three, but wait a minute. They, give, they make fun of him. And the next night, he hits two home runs, awesome. including one almost out of the park it in center a, field. It was awesome. Swings as hard as Reggie used to. I'm not. I'm not poo pooing Reggie. No, Harper I know. Harper is the modern day Reggie. Yeah, it's incredible. How Isn't about he? Castellanos, oh. first player ever in the postseason with back to back multi home run games? It's just like the entire mojo of that team is good. I got mad when the Cubs let him go. Mm. I don't blame I said, you. And, but, and he's been on other teams. Yes, he's been he on Cincy and, and other uh, teams. Detroit. Like, what's wrong yeah. with everybody? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just tie this guy up? They don't want to do it. Uh, but you know what? That's the way it goes. I'll just say this. We're going to have fun this week. And the Bears, you know what? I mean, I said, show me another game. And that's we talked about it last week. Now they've had some time off, but they're playing a quarterback that when they lose, he throws three, four touchdowns. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Look, I'm eager to see this Sunday. I want to see if this offense can keep yes. uh, trending in the right direction. Yep. This line is kind of ping-ponged around three and a half, down to two and a half. Uh, with the Bears taking some money, the Vikings overnight taking a little bit more, driving it back out to a field goal. So a pair of one and four teams. I mean, you're you're the Bears. You're hosting a division opponent that's one and four, and you're still a field goal underdog. The yes. total is the real fascinating thing here. This opened as high as 49 in some places, a lot of 48, 48 and a halfs, and it is down to 44, I think in large part because of the Justin Jefferson injury, but uh, mostly because of the weather. We are expecting rain here Sunday and throughout well, the that course... that helps us. Probably does throughout the I course mean, of the afternoon. I mean, Cousins got to throw. It's a windy though. Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. We're looking at maybe 25 mile oh, an hour wind gusts on it's Sunday coming our afternoon. Way, yeah, so... This line, this total, Mike, is all the way down to 44 right now. So mm-hmm. that thing is really plummeted based on the, the weather forecast. I and think. also Jefferson maybe yeah, being that, out. That's true. And also maybe and also maybe injuries to the Bears. Herbert's not going to be playing. Right. Maybe looks they, like Roshan and Herbert probably not going to go. Yeah. So it, it's tough. They're going to be missing uh, guys on both sides. The offensive line from Minnesota right now, very weak. They're expecting a guy back. But I mean, I'm looking at Minnesota, and he's putting up numbers with guys that, I mean, Thielen is gone. I, I, yeah. I always ask this. How could you let him go? Outside of Randy Moss, he had been their best receiver, in my opinion, since Jefferson case. Yeah, before since, Jefferson, yeah, right. don't you think? Yeah, yeah, probably. And didn't he compliment Jefferson, who's had trouble this year, as we see, yeah. even when he was playing? Didn't he give you that, that 10 to 12, Tommy Waddle, it's going to be caught? And I'm going to get a first down and take the pressure off the other guy. I do like Jordan Addison, the rookie, though. I got to say, like, and I I think he's going to be the guy that. Thielen's got the resume, don't you? And he had five catches last week on Carolina. He had a good game last week. Yes, on Carolina with a quarterback that you know is coming around. I think the age and the cost probably played into it, and they wanted to go. They're going to have to pay Jefferson at some point for the cost. Well. 
That's I mean, this team has got the worst fumble luck right now. Look, we knew regression was going to slap them in the face. I don't think I could have anticipated this. They've no. lost every fumble they've put on the ground. It's yes. wild. They, all their losses are one score losses after winning all those games last year. It's crazy. What's uh, yeah, yeah? Well, I think that uh, the medals. I guess the rubber's going to meet the road yeah. this week. We're going to find out where our Bears are at. Yeah, and we're going to find out if Minnesota is just. Lost too much talent and has too many type of injuries. And Cousins, you know, he does the best he can. I will never criticize Kirk Cousins. He puts up numbers with guys I've never even heard of now. There's you know? continued buzz that, you know, if they lose this game to the Bears and they fall Jets. to 1-5, and five, that maybe they look to trade him. Now, he's got a no-trade clause. It's, I mean, God, can you think of any examples, Mike, where a quarterback... Look, he's not perfect, but like you no. said, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. Like, I can't ever remember an example of a quarterback like that getting traded midseason. I mean, it's it'd be it'd be you know wild. Is, Kerm, if he goes to a good team or even a team that just needs a quarterback, he's Stafford. Yeah, Stafford yeah, went to the Rams. Now yeah. it doesn't matter what happens after that. They got the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, he is so he stays in the pocket. He takes a beating. He does. He gets criticized. I'm going, wait a minute. He does. Nobody. Yeah. I hear we don't have a line. This guy don't have a line. They don't have a line. All I see is him every time he goes back to pass with a hand in his face. Yeah. So the Bears are good. If the Bears don't put any pressure on, I'm not liking this game. I'm not. Yeah, but, well, I would agree with that. This is another game where you got to put some pressure on him, hopefully force a mistake or two, and capitalize on some of the, the self-inflicted wounds or mistakes that have been going on within the Viking organization from game to game. So, like, wow. I, I agree with that. Like, if you could put a little pressure, force some turnovers, then the Bears are going to be sitting pretty, obviously. Uh, no play for me on this game. No. Uh, and I think that, you know, even betting maybe the under... Maybe I have a play. I'll, I, I'm still doing some stuff on it, but maybe I have a play. If this that. line continues to go down, if anything, by Sunday, I might go contrary and just say, hey, what the hell with it? Let's bet the over. I mean, it, you you know, you've it'd be crazy to bet the under now because you've really lost all the value. Value. And if this goes down to like 43, 42 and a half, I might just say, hey, let's make a small the play in the over. I'm we'll see. About, yeah, I'm with you on that because it's dropped a lot. But yeah. there's a reason the playmakers are all gone. I don't know if the Bears can stop the Vikings. I don't even know if, if the, the Bears have a playmaker now the, besides Justin. I and mean, DJ, yeah. And DJ. I mean, if the, the way the Bears' offenses looked these last couple weeks, and I still don't love their defense, I wonder if we could even with the weather see a shootout. I don't know. I mean, if it goes down anymore, I might just be contrary and say small play over. But uh, I, we'll, we'll see come Sunday. I'll no no definitive story. play for me on this game. This was way back in the day, so people realize this. I was uh, living on the uh, uh, northwest side and. Me and my buddy went to a Bennigan's, okay? <laughs> and we're watching the Chiefs. It was supposed to be snow. Yeah. We're watching the Chiefs play Denver at Kansas City. We're thinking, wow, the, the snow, it's coming, but it's a sucker bet. Take the over. Yeah. It was 6 nothing. Uh, okay, man. Oh, nice. you know Get what I'm talking now. about. <laughs> Sometimes when the, when the weather's yeah. bad, heed that, no matter yeah. how good these guys are. Yeah, good call. Yeah. All right, coming up, our buddy Luke Pergandy uh, will... Uh, will join us and chat about the hot tickets at Prop Swap. Look at the Final Four in the World Series now in the playoffs for baseball. We will talk to Jim Miller and get some ponies later on, and we'll give you our best plays before we're done. Tons of breakdown coming up. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. 
Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. All weekend, you can catch up on demand anytime. Make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday morning at 8. Another uh, app that you better have on that smartphone is the PropSwap app. You can make money. You can sell your tickets. You can buy tickets. And every week, we have the pleasure of talking to one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and that great app. And he joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. Look at the app. Hi, Carm. Hi, Mike. Hey, brother. What's up, buddy? So uh, the Braves uh, ticket that we talked about last week, Mike said it. We always say it. Just sell, reinvest if you want. Oh, God. Well, give us the uh, the skinny on a couple of, now that we're down to the final four, you know, there were tickets out there. You got a big O's ticket. I think the guy held on to it. There was that Braves parlay ticket. So, uh, you know, give us the the latest on what happened with those tickets and the decisions that those guys made. Yeah, yeah. Monster Braves ticket that he could have sold. Uh, it was a parlay. Uh, could have sold for 12000 Um uh, That ticket is now garbage, of course. Philly wins. Um, uh, we had a $200,000 Orioles ticket. Uh, they get swept. That ticket is garbage. Uh, it could have been sold for 17,000 on prop swap. $17,000. That is now uh, a coaster that is cooked. Um, and yeah, I mean, like we always discuss, like it doesn't hurt you to sell it and then just take 90% 90% of what you're selling it for and just reinvest in Atlanta or reinvest in, in Baltimore, but, um, oh. you know, or, or LA, you know, three teams that, you know, going into the playoffs, those, those are the three teams. I mean, uh, LA and Atlanta were, were very low single digit odds the entire season. And fast forward to today, they're both, they're both gone. I cannot believe. I came on the show last week, and I said, Atlanta's not going to make it. I watched Arizona. They're a solid team. Forget about how you played at the beginning of the season. It's how you close it. I, you see Spencer Strider was a 4 ERA, yet he won 20 games. That's called your offense was scoring six, seven runs a game for you, folks. And that stopped. So, Luke, what are we missing with these people? Is it, is it just, it's greed. It's all can be. Greed, it's, yeah. It's yeah. greed. It's greed. It's greed. It's wanting to be correct. Oh. You know, it's like, hey, like, I bet on the Braves or I bet on the Dodgers yeah. in in June or May. And, like, I'm, I wanted to be correct in October. But it's like, who cares if you're right? right. The whole point of this industry is just is making money. Like, you can pay for a vacation to, to Europe with, with this money. And, yeah. and now you got um, nothing. Now you got nothing because you're not selling. Nothing. Yeah, you have nothing. Has that been, I mean, you've tried that message consistently. How frustrating is it for you that these people, I mean, don't get it, and you explain it time after time. You have it on your website. Everything that you got is right there in front of them. Totally. Yeah, and, like, that's why we just, like, try to convey that, like, who cares if you're right or wrong? Like, there's, first of all, cool, you were right on the Atlanta Braves. Let's say they did win the World Series, like, you were right in the Atlanta Braves in 2023. How many more sports sets are you going to make? 8,000? 8, 8, right. You know, and so yeah. you die like you were right on one season. Just take the money when you can. You came so far. You came, the, right. the, the Baltimore Orioles, you came so far to get down from 200 to 1 down to the 3 to 1. Baltimore was if you could have sold an Orioles future on props up, which oh, a lot God. of people did, some people didn't. You came so far and walked away with nothing. It's it's criminal. It's just like it is. Please yeah. please take the money. Again, sell it with us. 
take 90% of what you can sell the ticket for and just go reinvest in Baltimore and uh, you have plenty more upside to go. We're about a third of the way, uh, closing in here after this week, about a third of the way through the NFL season. And when we look at offensive rookie of the year, and we know MVP and offensive awards mostly these days are quarterback awards. And C.J. Stroud has set some records and has been very impressive. Devon A-Chain has been even uh, more impressive. He's going to be out for a while now. Puka Nakua has been the, like, whoa baby story, though. Let's face it. Uh, 150 to one, I guess, at the start of the year, all the way down to three to one. Again, I, I do think ultimately they're all going to be chasing the quarterback, Luke. Um, you're going to probably be chasing C.J. Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But, uh, I mean, if somebody was smart enough to buy a Puka ticket at 151, my God, uh, this is this is gold right now, isn't it? Yeah. No, it, it's a it's a two-pony race uh, between C.J. and Puka to win uh, Rookie of the Year. It, 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 a Shane was in the mix, but he's he's on IR now. Yeah. So he will not be he will not be winning. Um, so yeah, it's Puker, CJ Stroud. You know, injury risk always with these awards. I don't care if it's MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. There's always injury risk when you know we're only barely twenty five percent of the way into the season. So yeah, we had a uh, hundred and fifty dollar, hundred and fifty to one. Puka to win Rookie of the Year ticket up for sale. Wow. He's asking for four Gs, the best price in the country on Puka. Uh, he looks great. He looks really good. I mean, it's anybody it's, sniffing it's like around it's, on it's, that. It's, anybody sniffing yeah. around on that ticket? I mean, for for four Gs. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of bids yesterday for like a thousand. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's a, it's the best price ticket in the country. Puka is below uh, three fifty, uh, plus three fifty everywhere, and. And on props up, he's four to one, so yeah. it's the best price in the country on him. Yeah, pretty good. I think you need somebody to go out to these people that have these tickets, like wear a suit with a fedora, have a briefcase, sit down in their living room, and explain to them what exactly they need to do with some of these bets. But you're right now. Just gotta listen. They just gotta listen. I mean, I've never, but it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Because how about this, Luke? Real quick, these guys that have been setting their ways. How about older guys that are on prop swap? Those would seem to be the guys that would say, I'm sticking to my guns because we never had a place like PropSwap before, where you'd think the younger people would... Yeah, that's, would, that's a good point. Do would, you, you'd think the younger people would be bright enough do, or smart enough that need the money to sell. I, Has I, that been a pattern? I, well, I, but that's a good question. Like, and I, I've never asked that of Luke. I mean, like, right. and I don't know what you can reveal and what, you know, like... Um, the Age kind of limit. data that you yeah. guys even gather, Luke. But I mean, like, is Mike right? Is it? Is it? Do you guys find that you generally mm-hmm. are catering to a younger group of sports betters? Yeah, no, it's funny you ask that. It, it's like a bell curve. So you have the right. older guys who have been through sports betting for you know a few decades. Like, look, I've seen this story before. Oh yeah, I'm selling my Baltimore Orioles future mm. because I got them at two hundred to one, and I've seen them go down in flames before. So you have the older guys who have been doing sports betting for sure. a super long time. They sell. And then you have the super young kids who are like, look, like I just got into sports betting. I've been, I've been raised selling my bet. So like, there's no, there's no education needed for these younger kids yeah. coming out of college who have used cash out or yes. used prop swap. Like they're buying and selling sneakers. Right. You know, coming out of the womb, they're buying and selling <laughs> NFTs yeah. or yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Like they're used to buying and selling stuff. So they, they figure out props off really quickly. Yeah, that's great. All right, Luke, have a good weekend, brother, and we'll talk next Friday. 
Thanks, guys. You too. All right, buddy. There he is. Oh, the I can't believe it. I know. I can't believe it. 17 grand? I, I mean, I, look, I'm, I, I know he was de- describing me. But it wasn't just a few decades. I don't care how many decades. If I got a ticket like that, I'm cashing and then reinvesting. Me too. I don't get it. We did it last year with the yep. Phils. Oh, yeah. By the way, you're on the Phillies. I bet Texas every game. I bet Philadelphia every game, folks. Smart. It's all good. Good work. Uh, Coming up next, we'll start uh, looking at some of the other Week 6 matchups. A couple big college games this weekend as well. And uh, best plays later on, uh, ponies from Jim Miller. So more to do. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Remember to catch up on demand all weekend long with the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay on AM 1000 and on FM 100.3 HD2 Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Perfect as you're driving the kids oh. around to soccer and fall ball and football and everything else. Check out I put it, I all put the put the TV on mute. Yeah. And then I just listen to us, perfect. have a few laughs, you know. Perfect. Also, I want to give some credit. Cap doing well in the sun times. Sylvie doing yeah. well in the sun times. All the AM 1000 guys. It's not a mystery, folks. We get it done. We get it done. Representing. It done. Seahawks it. on the road, off the bye in the Eastern time zone against the Bengals, Mikey, where Cincinnati's laying two and a half at home total in the game. Is 45. Sure looked like uh, Burrow's calf miraculously was a lot better in the win at AZ last week. Jamar Chase finally got going. Uh, Burrow finally cracked the top 11 in uh, EPA plus completion percentage over expectation and adjusted EPA per play last week. It was by far his best game. Do we believe they're all the way back and they're facing a feisty Seahawks team that has made a habit of winning these sort of breakfast football games in the Eastern time zone. I don't know how Pete Carroll figured it out, but he did. They are 20-7 and seven straight up, straight up yep. in this spot since 2010. It's remarkable, and they're catching points this weekend in Cincinnati. Well, I got to tell you, first of all, I just want to say that uh, I opened up the Sun-Times this morning, as I've been doing since I was 10 years old. I see my friend Mark Potash, yeah. and, he, and he, he writes a headline that – Belichick, and we'll get to him down the line, mm. may be done at 71. And then I, interestingly, start to remember Pete Carroll 71. So I'm trying Boy. to figure out, are you done at 71 or Belichick at 71? Are you, 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 which one are you? Are you done or not? And then I said, there's got to be a tiebreaker. So, Mark, here's the tiebreaker. I'm 71, okay? <laughs> Carroll North beat out Belichick. But here's the key, Carm. Carroll... He has got rid of Russell Wilson. That was the first thing they yeah. had to do. I mean, the quarterback play I saw Thursday night is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it's just not good. And I would say this about Pete Carroll. He's always been a good coach. He's had a couple down years. But if anybody said Pete Carroll's going to be the Bears' next coach, even at 71, I'd say, okay, okay. He runs up and down that sideline like he's 55. That's I mean, exactly right. You know, it's like... You know, there's certain guys that... That can keep their youthfulness. Now, Bill Belichick, he's always been a curmudgeon. He was one at 40. But I would ask everybody this, right? I would always ask everybody this. Do you think he's going to last at New England? Do you think Kraft's had Mm. enough? Do you think Kraft is starting to say what people didn't know until Brady left? Because he won a Super Bowl his very first year with another team. That it wasn't Belichick, even though Belichick's a hell of a coach. 
but Brady. Well, sure, that and that combination mattered, and Brady's the player that matters most. I think, I think at the very least, Bel- they've got to f- figure out some sort of restructuring uh, where he doesn't have a total absolute power anymore. Uh, look, he, they they need another set of eyes and. Uh, and some mm-hmm. and some fresh voice. Well, the voice. Patricia hire was when he started terrible, to lose. It, terrible, right? and and just the personnel decisions, Mike. I think Belichick's a great coach as Italian evaluator right now. You look at the track record here recently. There's no talent on that team. I'm sorry, there right. just isn't, especially and, in that offensive huddle. Well, that's through a lot of years of success. You don't get the top draft uh, that's picks. That's true. But he never had great players on offense, no. and he knew how to mold a defense in his liking. So I would ask you this: Is Bill Belichick too old? Or if Kraft fires him. Oh, somebody he, will hire him. If he wants to coach somebody. And, okay, hire. let's say he goes to an AFC team. What AFC team could let's say he goes to San Diego or LA. LA. I could see they're, that. They're back in the playoffs. I don't care how old he is. I think they got a good I think if he wanted to go to another team, it's gotta be an AFC team in my opinion. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe it could be an uh, what other team could use him besides the Chargers. Uh, Chargers the are an interesting call. That's for damn sure. Boy, in that division, that'd be fun to watch. Right, and what Having if they always had like problems Herbert? with? Yeah. Defense. And <laughs> and you're right, we talked about that. And their head coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to have a defensive-minded head coach right now. They haven't been able to put no, it together No, and they haven't been able to years. do anything. Now, do they have this? I, I think they'd welcome Bill Belichick at 71 yeah. in a heartbeat. Now, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who, who else in the AFC could use him. The Titans? They wouldn't want to go there. Nah, he wouldn't do that to Vrabel, probably. I don't know. And now, I don't think got, the Titans would come off Vrabel anymore. You anyway. got anybody else from the AFC? Because that's uh, I think the L.A. Chargers are a destination. Uh, how about the Raiders if they don't make the playoffs? Raiders would be interesting. McDaniels, I, I do not like Josh McDaniels well, as a coach. There's where that's the point. Yeah. How about if McCarthy craps in the bed, and Bill Belichick becomes the next head coach of the Dallas, Dallas? Cowboys? Wow. Would you be, be up for that? Um, because it's hard to believe, even though he's losing his fastball. His 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 fastball might be still 92, 93. Just don't let him judge the talent. Yeah, anymore. that's the thing. There's got to be some sort of separation. But he can coach. I, 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 yeah, I still think he can coach. Yes, yeah. I don't think the Would game is like passed him by. How about this? How about if the Bears got rid of Iberflus? Would you want what? I'd, and I buy into you, the young guy. But you got to find the right young guy. Yeah, you got to find the right one. I, I I'm in love with the kid the in Detroit. Are, but the Chargers have a young guy. How's that work? Yeah, it hasn't. But I, I love I love Ben Johnson in Detroit. He's called plays for a long time now. I what he's too. done with that offense, okay. I, that, that's the guy. I, I buy that car. Uh, here's another team from the West uh, playing breakfast football, Mikey. 49ers. I looks, love breakfast football. Love it. 49ers look so great. What can you say? They're playing a Browns team without Deshaun Watson. This line has gone bananas. I mean, it, who knows where it's going to end? It's gone from seven out to ten and a half as we record today. Uh, at some point, it might be just like buyback on the Browns a little because this is going to be another weather game, and the 49ers are coming off of uh, you know a big emotional uh, beatdown, physical emotional beatdown of a conference rival in a big rivalry game last Sunday night against the Cowboys. Maybe uh, like a little bit of a letdown spot for the Niners here, but man, like fading them right now, the way Brock Purdy's played, the aggressiveness of that defense, you got to love what the Niners are doing. Uh, the handicap here is really just all about like do you find some value in the number uh, because it's it's ballooned out to double digits in the wake of Deshaun Watson, pretty much. Uh, I don't think they've officially ruled it out, but uh, they're they're kind of telling you PJ Walker's going to start for you the. You know Browns what I haven't weekend. ruled out, as as you know, 
because I'm consistent, that Deshaun Watson's a piece of crap. Okay? <laughs> I've never ruled that out. He could he's he's playing this game. He disappeared. They don't know where he's at. He comes back. Now he's got a shoulder, supposedly. They give him the worst contract in football history, coming off some criminal activity, whether people want to sure. like it or not. He pays off most of them, and he's given the biggest he, – he had a contract Tom Brady never got, uh, 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 all guaranteed. And now the chickens have come home to roost. I wish nothing. And I've said this with Carmen. He knows I'm consistent. But the worst for the Cleveland Browns because this was the dumbest, one of the dumbest moves of all time. And it's coming back to bite him right Absolutely, now. Absolutely, That's for Carmen. damn sure. A couple Absolutely. of big college games this weekend, Mike. Oh, gotta... I love college games. Last week wasn't bad. Last week wasn't bad. Uh, next year, this will be a, a big Big Ten matchup. Now it's a big Pac-12 matchup. Oregon-Washington. Uh, as Washington, the Huskies play host to the Ducks as a three-point favorite total, a whopping 67. That's because you've got two of the three best FBS offenses mm-hmm. going. Uh, they're two of the uh, they're two of only three teams in the FBS averaging over eight yards per play. Both are top three in points per game. Michael Penix is now your favorite for the Heisman at two to one. He's been brilliant. This will be the 115th meeting between the two schools and the first ever, Mike where they're both ranked inside the top 10. I think it's going to be fun, and it's a good time to mention the Bo Nix home versus road splits. They are very real. He's always been very good at yeah. home. He's always struggled much more on the road. I don't have too, like, too strong a feel one way or another in this game. I-, I would think Washington is the side, but Oregon can maybe go toe-to-toe and probably has the better defense. But, man, fading Michael Penix right now in that Washington offense might be tough to do. Yeah, I see where... Uh... Oregon's going to come out with some new uniforms again, some cookie and cream stuff. I don't understand it. I mean, like, it, the, the colors aren't even there. The helmets look nice. They're going out there. Uh, everybody seems to be shading for Washington, but I would not be surprised if Oregon won. The fact it's eight yards of carry is exactly the reason the Pac-12 may not have anybody representing in the tournament at the end. Maybe yeah, Washington too much offense. Gets in. Yeah. There's no defense. Yeah. I mean, you look at USC, and I, I got to say this, I... I was doing my barroom show, and folks, if you get a chance, go to Twitter, see the Dick Butkus interview I did mm. back in 2000. Awesome. 2000 with Butkus. It's the loosest he's ever been. An hour from uh, Northwest Side Restaurant, Pasta Pasta, and uh, just enjoy, just enjoy. When they did play defense, Butkus had his best, uh, but I, I, this is a no play, yeah. you know. Nothing for me on that one either. Nothing for me, but I got to tell you, I heard uh, on the bar room somebody called, uh, uh, type, you know, typed in a question. They said Cap and they said Jay Hood are all over the Caleb Williams thing. And I would just caution everybody once again, and I said this last week. First of all, we're, are we throwing Justin Field overboard already? Right, yeah, you got to. Number one, what are you doing? And number two, you're just visiting Ohio State West. That's all I'm going to tell you. And if you think he's going to have six seconds to pass and throw the wide-open receivers and all that, go ahead. I like Sanders' kid, but he may not come out. Other than that, I hope Justin Fields does better because if they draft Caleb Williams, we might run into the same thing again because there's never been a USC quarterback ever that's amounted to anything except maybe Carson Palmer, and he was never the same after the injury. After the injury, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do you think of USC, Notre Dame, and South Bend? Irish, a three-point favorite after losing at Louisville. We talked about it last week. The schedule this last month for the Irish, it's insanity, Mike. You've been on a roll. I've been on a roll. But your your takes from the Herbert take with the running to what you said last week, and I think other people echoed it, but I heard it first from my partner. He said this two weeks ago. How long can you keep playing? It's tough. A tougher man. schedule than 
the Jacksonville Jaguars have. Right. <laughs> I mean, how do you play a tougher schedule than some pro teams have? It's been brutal. And now USC is entering into its gauntlet with this game at South Bend. This is another one for me that I don't have a too strong of an well, opinion one way or another. Maybe a slight lean towards USC, but just a, a really – it's been a, a just a, an absolute brutal, look, brutal stretch over the last month for Notre Dame. It's hard to pick against USC. Yeah. And only because Notre Dame is out of gas. Yeah. They have played – don't ever tell me Notre Dame doesn't play a tough oh, schedule. Ever. Brutal. I'm hearing now, oh, the Pac-12 place uh, is playing a tough schedule. Well, they're looking at the records now midseason almost. At the beginning of the season, if you looked at Notre Dame's schedule, you'd be going, are you kidding me? But that's what attracts the kids there. That's what gives them their TV ratings. And to lose to Louisville was a damaging loss, and I got a feeling – I think USC. It, 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 I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Mm. Could be I weather too, Notre, yeah. and weather. Yeah. I just think it's going to be low-scoring. I have no opinion on this game, but I'm with Carmen. Yeah, I just, think, and this is a big game for Caleb Williams. Yeah, it is. No, that's a great point. Let's, These next, like four of his next five, we're yeah. really going to see. I think they got a tough Let's schedule. Let's see what up. happens if somebody puts yeah. some pressure on you and gives you two seconds to pass. Yeah. Are you the same? Yeah, good call. All right, coming up, we'll get some ponies from Jim Miller, and then our best plays before we're out of here, folks. Uh, it's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app. The Encore Replay comes your way this Saturday morning at 8 a.m. on AM 1000. We are The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen with you. As always, follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFelco. Our next guest is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. You should follow him as well. And he is the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse, where there is racing this weekend. We bring him in on the CarX Tyron Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, this is the biggest weekend of the Harness Me Too as well. Night of Champions taking place tonight. $1 million in purses on the line. So all the best horses in the state of Illinois are going to be racing 12 stakes races. So wow. regardless of weather, hopefully the rain passes by the time races start. It's going to be a really good car. I was going to say, if we talk, we've got to talk about the weather. We had a lot of rain yesterday. We've got a little going on now as we tape the show Friday morning. What do you guys expect and how does the track, you know, you always talked about how specialized it is, the excellent drainage. How does the track handle the weather and the rain if we get a lot of it today and tonight? Yeah, so the biggest thing that it really changes kind of the complexion of races because the track is going to drain rather well, but when you get that little bit of moisture in the racetrack, you get a little bit of kickback. So any of those horses that are behind on that limestone base are almost facing that spray coming back at them. So when you're handicapping races with rain for harness, look a little bit more to those that are a little bit closer to the front end. Despite that long stretch at Hawthorne, you either have to do one of two things. You have to lead the whole way around, or you have to try to get into the clear. So mm-hmm. it becomes more of a driver's type of race, and it's something that could be really important for a big night on Saturday night. Yeah, You know, Jimmy, I come from an era where when we didn't win, we blamed ourselves, or we didn't really blame format. We didn't blame, uh, like we're hearing now about the Braves having six days off, you know, and all this garbage. You know, I think Philadelphia would beat them again if they played them in a different format. That's just me. When you have a race, when you have all these races, are there those complaints where a horseman will go, you know, I thought I was going to be in this race and matched up against this horse. How did I get into this race? 
Is there complaints like that? Are there horsemen always jockeying, trying to get their horses in a more favorable position? And do they try to influence your thoughts? Uh, they're definitely not going to influence my thoughts by any means, just because I've been through it for 30 years. So I've seen just about everything. The biggest thing that you see is almost that excuse when you're a trainer trying to go to your owner for a reason you didn't win because you've sure. been looking and pointing to a race and that type of thing. But really the ones that have been there for some time truly know, and a lot of our best drivers especially, they learn that they may have to adjust their style a little bit. They may have to put a horse into a race a little bit more early on and get outside of your style to give that horse a chance to win. So really it's one of those things where I think you look kind of old school to new school. Those veterans are going to say, okay, we have to find a way to overcome, whereas the new school may say, yeah, you know what, it, it just didn't work out, wasn't my day. But I'll tell you this, especially looking back to baseball, if I had six days to line on my best pitch and I'd have zero excuses. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, Jimmy, so where are we wagering? we staying at the hometown track this weekend? Oh, yeah, home cooking this weekend. Guys, we are three weeks from Breeders' Cup, so make sure you line up your reservations now. But these three horses are going to be at Hawthorne on Saturday night. Bet them all across the board. It was another good week last week, so let's do yeah. it again. So race two, we're going to bet the two. Apple Valley across the board, a horse that won on this night of champions last year. Then go to race 10, bet the two. Gorgeous big guy across the board, a horse that's won four races in a row. And then race 12, we're going to close out the night with a six-to-one shot, the four the magical woman across the board and hopefully set ourselves up for a good NFL Sunday. Beautiful. Uh, get to the book this Sunday and every Sunday at Hawthorne. The Points Bet Sportsbook's open. You can watch games and wager there. And then, as Jimmy mentioned, make sure you hit up the website to make your reservations for Breeders' Cup, which is fast approaching the first weekend in November. Jimmy, uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk next Friday. You got it, boys. Good luck. See you, pal. Jimmy! There he is, Jim Miller. So uh, it's that time in the show as we get ready to wrap things, Mike, where we yeah. try to give out a few winners as well. Uh, Jimmy does it consistently. Mike gave you the record of our uh, yeah. program this year so far. It's been very baby. good. 20 and 12. So what do we like uh, for wagering opportunities well, this since weekend? Since you had the friend. winning week last week, you go first. Please. Well, I'm going to take you to Tottenham again for the third straight London game. I love it. I got a summer home there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do uh, we're going to take a look wall. at Ravens and Titans now a big storyline is the travel here the Ravens went early in the week the Titans deciding to go later probably factors into the handicap a little bit but I think there are some uh, other things here that we can dive into Look, figuring out the Titans week to week has been tough. Yep. I mostly don't like Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback or their offense that much, which nope. ranks 22nd in DVOA and 27th in success rate. They're now facing a Baltimore D that's second in DVOA on defense and second in EPA per play. Plus, this will be the first time since the opener that Lamar Jackson has his O-line healthy. I think the drops and some of the decision-making that Mike outlined early in the show really came back to bite the Ravens this oh. week. But I expect a strong bounce back here. Fading Vrabel when he's getting points uh, is not always the smartest thing. But look, they're down one of their best defensive linemen in Tier Tart. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Plus, Jeffrey Simmons was limited uh, on Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. I just think this is a good bounce-back spot for the Ravens. I think their offense will be too much for that Titans D. I do like the Ravens minus the four this weekend. In yeah, London. and the travel arrangements. I mean, if they didn't learn from Buffalo, Tennessee is leaving, I think, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're like leaving today. I, I, saw him, I just saw him drive by uh, down the, the Kennedy. Uh, they're just getting to the airport now. I mean, what is that all about when uh, the Ravens, here's the deal. Harbaugh has lost out there before, and he got killed. Yeah, And I guess, from what I understand, he hired some people to go there early and set everything up, Carm. So it goes, you know, uh, make sure the Wi-Fi works, make yes. sure everything is set. And so it looks to me like that's a very, very good pick. And 
My pick, I, it's very simple. I, I, as you know, I have a system. I don't try to base it on anything on my opinion because that would be just utter tragedy for me. Okay, I got Minnesota, and okay. uh, I have to go against the Bears. I hate to do it, but you know what? If the Bears win, I'll accept it. There you go. And let the word get out that I picked against them. Maybe it will help. I think people are overplaying Jefferson, underplaying Cousins. Um, the Bears, we'll see if their defense, I mean, it was the first time they held somebody, what, under 25, Carm? Yes. In a while. In a while. Can Minnesota score over 25? I think they can. Can the Bears keep up with them? I don't think so. It's a, it's a big game for both teams. I'll go with the experienced quarterback. Okay. I'll give you one more. It's going to be a total, and we're back on the Saints. We, I love totals, and the Saints always give we, you a good total. We weren't on this one last week, and uh, even though they scored a boatload of points, it still hit because they shut out New England on the road. On you the believe highway, they went there? That was one of my picks and shut out New England. Unbelievable. New England. Unbelievable. <laughs> on the highway for the second straight week, Saints at the Texans. Total in the game is 42-and-a-half. Maybe you've heard us talk about it before. It it is now 11 straight unders wow. for the Saints. 14 of their last 15. And New Orleans ended its own streak of 10 games without scoring more than 21 with that win at New England last weekend. I do think that this Saints defense is very real. Top five in defensive DVOA and adjusted pass defense. Sixth in dropback EPA. Fourth in yards per play. Uh, I think they will have an excellent game against C.J. Stroud, as impressive as he's been, and that Texans offense. So I like the under here. Saints and Texans from Houston under. 42 and a half. Smart handicappers just keep rolling that trend. It just keeps delivering. Great job, Carmen. I got uh, a couple more picks later on uh, in the bonus play at 147. Sounds good. Carmen Yurko, and uh, they're, they're, they've been outstanding. I mean, they're the people you got to listen to. Uh, I listened to about an hour last week of the show. Just outstanding. Thank you, you my having friend. Some fun. Always having fun. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks to Brendan Riley for producing oh, today. Oh, Brendan, let's go, Irishman. And Eric Ostrowski, our executive producer, thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, and thank you most importantly for listening. As always, happy wagering, everybody. Mike, you have a great weekend, and we'll see you again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.